Welcome to Screen Vomit, baby. Uh, I am your number one. This is a only movie podcast, and I'm the only one co-host with the name Kali J. And with me, as always, is my perfect co-host, Grandma Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hey, it's me. <laughs> this is what happens when I let Colin <laughs> open the podcast. They never let me. I love it. <laughs> okay, so hi. Welcome to Screen Vomit. Um, we do also, with us today, have a very special um, guest that I'm very excited about. They are Screamo mm-hmm. royalty uh, uh, in the United States here. Uh, the person who runs Middleman Records. They also have a podcast that's um, way better than ours if you like music. Um, You can find their podcast, Everything Remade, on their Bandcamp for Middleman Records. Uh, They're also in uh, approximately 200 (laughs) bands, uh, one of which just (laughs) released a new album, Plague Walker. And this will be my pal, Sean Decker. Hello. Hell yeah. That was a whole thing. Did you have that written down? I had a couple notes, but it was mostly in my yeah, that's head. That's like a... I just want to make sure I included everything because... That's a lot of stuff. Look, uh, you spend your whole life uh, accumulating some credits and doing cool stuff. I feel like it should be mentioned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Sean, how, how you doing? All right. How are y'all? Good. Very good. You know, we're living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, all the guests that we've had on in the last couple episodes, some of them aren't out yet. Everybody's just like, oh, everything's normal in my life. I'm working. I'm just having a really normal time. And I'm <laughs> over here like, uh, I've been losing my GD mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What day is it? I haven't showered in eight days. I haven't stepped out of bed in three. Like, I don't know what's That's... going on. I mean, so to be yeah, fair, been- <laughs> Kayla, you are in normal life losing your mind constantly because it's like you have a hundred uh, insurance claims going at once and your boss uh, <laughs> is getting deported back to Lithuania, but you have to pay for the green card or something. There's so many wild things that go on in your life that are so hectic. That is true. And one thing about like everything that's been going on is that just about everything in my life is no longer happening everything i was working on so that's another reason why i feel insane because everything just stopped yeah at once and it's very very jarring yeah Yeah. i was i was supposed to be on tour in europe right now so i'm really sorry yeah yeah that's so rough i i saw that um gosh that would have been cool but instead you're here with us (laughs) but yeah i'm you know I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm. You've probably been to Europe before, yeah, we, though, have we you? Toured toured Europe, not yeah. not Plague Walker, but Comer Regalia's toured Europe a couple of times. But it was going to be the first for Plague Walker, and I was really excited because uh, this is our vocalist Anne. Uh, this is her first band, and we've been doing the band for a while. But this was a a really big, you know, deal uh, for her, and so that's that's the biggest thing for me is just like. I really was looking forward to making that happen for, you know, for her, uh, like one of my best friends, you know, and uh, 
so that was the the big thing for me is like that that let down you know somebody else yeah. being let yeah. down yeah yeah oh yeah but, that's rough and it's yeah. rough times out here yeah. you know <laughs> um so people who normally listen to our podcast or don't i don't know whatever um our thing is normally that we do movies that are in theaters but because of everything um we've been doing movies you can yeah. find at home so uh our guests picked the movie this week and they picked alita battle angel <laughs> Sean, had you seen this before you recommended so no. it? So no, the thing is like um I you know, I grew up on like bad movies. Mm-hmm. And so so mm-hmm. when I watch a good film, like I appreciate a, a good film, good movie like like anyone else. Um but a lot of times like I can watch a really bad film and also like really enjoy it for different reasons. And so Oh, for sure. You know, my partner was like that looks so bad, you know, when, when we originally saw the trailer and I'm like, I don't know, you know? And so I've had this one in the back of my mind. Like, I want to see that movie. Like mm-hmm. and it, it came to Blu-ray and all that. And I just, I didn't pick it up. And so when, you know, Kayla asked if I would do this, like, I thought I was like, okay, it's a perfect opportunity, like an excuse to like have to watch that movie. Yeah. And so, so here we are. I, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, regardless of anything that I will say in this podcast, and I will say some probably uh, uh, repulsive things about this movie, but uh, ha- having said that, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Um, it is... This is a doozy, folks. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw this movie in theaters in, three- in 3D, so... <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> so moving along here, because um, we have a, a little bit of cast to get through in this movie. Do we movie. ever? Well, starting with director Robert Rodriguez, very famous, you know, cult mm-hmm. film director. The Machete movies, Planet Terror, Sin City. Spy Kids. He did do the Spy Kids oh. movies. <laughs> That's also his <laughs> You just didn't say them. I didn't say them. Uh, uh, so also we have the screenplay by James Cameron, you know, like the most famous mm-hmm. uh, movie maker ever. I don't know. And then so cast, we have Rosa Salazar playing Alita. Um, she's in Bird Box. She also had a storyline in Parenthood, which famously I watched for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, <laughs> you haven't listened to all the shows, but uh, I did watch through all six seasons of Parenthood, um, and I was hate watching it probably by like episode three of season one. <laughs> and, um, but by that time, I was committed to um, finishing. Yeah. <laughs> so there are like multiple Stupid. episodes of me being like, I hate this show. Here I am on season five. Um, <laughs> But she actually had a good storyline on the show. Um, so we have Christoph Waltz, who's like a Quentin Tarantino little boy, uh, mm-hmm. because he's in Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. He's also in the Tim Burton movie Big Eyes. So uh, this guy's Ugh. got a little big eye theme going on here. <laughs> <laughs> 
That movie um, sucked. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I'm not a Tim Burton guy. Then we got Jennifer Connelly, uh, obviously the Labyrinth little hottie. Then we have King Mahershala Ali. Boy, um, you're in you know, king of all the Oscars. Then we have Jorge Lendeborg Jr., who was, he's in the two most recent uh, Spider-Man live action movies, and he's in Bumblebee, and this was all like within two years. He's blowing up. Yeah, he freaking exploded. Let's see, Ed Screen is in Deadpool, Kean Johnson from Euphoria, and there's one guy in this movie that I met in real life before. What? Yeah. You met Ed Screen? No, not that oh. guy. A different guy by the name of Derek Mears. He plays Romo in this movie, who is... Oh. Um, do you remember who I'm talking about? The very beginning. <laughs> in my notes, I call him the Joker. Because every <laughs> character, every single person who appears on screen in this movie has a name. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, it's the thuggish robot who, uh, the, who Alita kills. Alita's first kill. Yeah, when when like the three people corner her in mm-hmm. the alley or whatever, he's he's the skinny guy. Yeah, right. He's most notorious for playing Jason Voorhees in the 2009 Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, um, and that's why I met him because I used to yeah. go to horror, uh, horror conventions. We have a really great pick together. When I met him, obviously he had just come off of being Jason Voorhees, so like had the biggest muscles. Like was so built right then <laughs> and so i was like oh hey like can i get a picture with you and he's he goes to like do the classic like arm around the shoulders smile and i was like um excuse me no uh here's <laughs> what i what i need from you is um can we get a picture where we're both flexing and like showing our muscles <laughs> so, um, so oh, that picture man. exists of me in like 2009 with this like giant man and we're both flexing that rules it's a great pick. We'll have to share it on the Instagram. Hell yeah. I love that pick. Um, and then we have two uncredited celebs. Uh, I got three. Well, there's three, but I didn't know who the third one was. Okay. Jai Courtney. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, know who that is. He's, he's in Suicide Squad. Michelle Rodriguez being another uncredited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, should we do? Well, we'll save the other one for the end um of the episode bum, bum, bum. yeah let's keep it spicy <laughs> folks you have to listen to the whole episode now <laughs> um colin tell us what our critic scores are uh critical scores we got a 61 percent out of rotten tomatoes which is fine i can abide by that metacritic oh, hold hold me someone catch me because i'm fainting because i agree with metacritic <laughs> ah, what <laughs> Metacritic gave this a 53 out of 100, which is, I agree with. The only time I've ever seen Metacritic be close to Rotten Tomatoes when we've yeah. done this. And that, but uh, tell us what that Google user score is, though. Did I don't got it. that one up? I don't got it. I just, I'll I'm tell only... you what it is. is, it, is 94%, what? baby. 94% <laughs> of Google users <laughs> like this movie. So that's how you know oh where the real, the real ones are. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's watch this trailer so we can get into this dang movie. Oh, I got so much to say. You told me the story of the war when the ground shook and the sky burned. Of the ones that survived. Who awoke to a different world. Where the powerful prey on the weak. But that's not the way it has to be. 
When I found you, your very human brain was miraculously intact. It's the loneliest feeling not to know who you are. In time, you'll remember. I remember black skies, the lightning all around me. Alita is new again. It's a harsh world down here. You gotta be willing to do what it takes. Alita, run! of her kind. She contains technology that have been lost for 300 years. Let me show you something. This body, I feel a connection to it. I can't explain. You know more about me than you're saying. Alita, something's a bit of left forgotten. I'll find out for myself. She's threatening the natural order of things. I need you to destroy her. Alita, they will come for you. I'll have to face them head on. I'm gonna need you to stand way back. Tonight is not a game. It is a hunt. I had a random thought while watching the trailer. So this movie takes place in 2563, the year 2563. Um, Jesus. Um, So just thinking about the music that's on the trailer, what do you think music will sound like in the year 2563? Thinking rock. I was just thinking, like, what did music sound like 500 years ago versus now? <laughs> and then I can't even imagine I don't what. <laughs> I don't... Okay, TBQH, I don't think humans will be on Earth on 2563. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. That's the f- first thought I had was like the very first thing on the screen is. 2563 300 years after the fossa they're being very fucking generous with that like yeah. <laughs> 200 yeah, like, years right, from out. now projection <laughs> like very fucking generous about that fall you know um, but uh <laughs> you know yeah the, okay this movie i barked laughing in the first 30 fucking seconds because in the opening like production line it, it, it shows the 20th century Fox thing, but then, mm-hmm. like, lightning, but like, claps, and it says 26th century Fox? Did it? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's um, all decrepit, and, like... <laughs> yeah, Lauren said that, that, that they've done that in, like, a bunch of movies. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh. I think they did it That's in... That's probably true. Yeah. I remember what movie she was saying they did that, but she, she was like, oh, real original. <laughs> like, and I was yeah. like, you know, it makes sense that that's happened before, but... Yeah. Like, Futurama was... did that, I think. It's right. like 30th, cent- 30th Century Fox. Right. Oh, yeah, um, I think you're right. Were they the first? They probably were. Oh, they were the... <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, it set the tone for me so well. I, like... It honestly, it disarmed me because I, yeah. I going in, I was this, I was like cynical and like, ugh, this is gonna be so long. It's two hours. 
And then that happened, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking romp. Like, this is going to be goofy as fuck, and like... And you know what? It it was. It moved. Yeah. It, they fit a lot into two hours. Holy uh, shit. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, first, um, we should say this movie is based on a manga um, called The Battle Angel Alita. Well, the American version is called that. Okay. <laughs> Written by Yukito Kishiro. It was released between 1990 to 1995. Mm-hmm. And there is an anime from 1993, a Japanese anime, that goes by the Japanese name Ganmu. So the reason why they didn't <laughs> call it Battle Angel Alita and instead chose to call it Alita Battle Angel was because at the producer John Landau's uh, insistence because James Cameron only does T and A movies and not the T and A you're thinking of. Oh. Uh, we're talking, we're talking movies that start with the letter A or the letter T, i.e., Aliens, Terminator, Abyss, Avatar, True Lies, Titanic. Titanic. Oh, that's a yeah. real thing. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's so that's why they change it to Alita Battling. Wow, which is that just is a, so goofy. That is like a fuck. I I fucking respect that. That's I don't know why. Psycho. I just that's such like a idiosyncrasy to have. I just respect that. Yeah. 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 Why? Why? <laughs> Who knows why? Just because. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> just and <laughs> we were guys. We were this close to Angel Battle Alita, or Angel Alita Battle. Yeah. Put Angel at the front. Really, I kind of like us. Alita Battle Angel. It just it kind of lends fuck. itself to how goofy this movie is. So you don't you come in not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Well, and the adverse to that is that like the whole like story, actual story, I guess, is you can split it into three parts, and the other parts are named like Fallen Angel or something like that. So it, oh, it yeah. that actually probably makes sense from like how they thought they were gonna make several movies or uh, you know i don't know whether that'll all still happen but you know yeah, yeah you're, so that you're probably, probably right. had yeah. something to do with it as well um yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah um james cameron also was trying to make this movie since the year 2000 and it did not get made until 2019 <laughs> so damn wow <laughs> he bought the website domain in the year 2000 wow. of like battleangelalita.com oh my god <laughs> wow <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, he is crazy, isn't he? He's a real wackadoo. I think so. But now he's just making Avatar movies for the rest of his life. So <sighs> according to his IMDb, they're up to Avatar 5 um, in the in production. So, yeah. <sighs> what a life he must live. Um, okay, so let's talk about the little movie. We already yeah. mentioned it's set in 2563. They say it's 300 years after the fall. Mm-hmm. According to the manga... Is it manga or manga? I don't know. Look, Either or. I'm, I'm white. I don't know the answer. <laughs> the Iron City, where they're located in, is in the city, or in the land formerly known as Kansas City, Missouri. However, hmm. they changed their setting for the movie to be like in the Panama City, Panama area, because um, according to James Cameron, the only way that the city of Zalem, which is the floating city above them, can float is by hanging from a space elevator, which according to whatever science James Cameron's taking in, (laughs) could only work physically near the equator. (laughs) 
No one cares, dude. Oh, wow. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's how deep he got into the lore of Dude. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> James Cameron. Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. Fuck. You're doing too much. <laughs> My first uh, thing that I thought when um, we were watching, it was like, oh, the floating city thing. And then the Final Fantasy VII remake just came out. So yeah. I was like, which one of these was first? Final Fantasy VII or... Or this Alita. this manga, and it, it was the manga. Mm. So yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm sure that floating cities and stuff go, you know, way the hell back in in um, in sci-fi literature and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just it it was such a parallel for me that I was like, which one was first? And um, yeah, yeah, just the, the timing of yeah, everything. The, yeah, the manga does uh, pre predate that by a bit. Yeah, but, um, he really tried to suss that out. And that's yeah okay. <laughs> he, he really tried. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Everything is named, and everything is named the dumbest name you could think of. <laughs> I could come up like if you told me to, hey, make up a sci-fi name. I'd go Klashi Ba, and like that's a fucking name in this movie. Uh, <laughs> fucking Ison Ab, uh, uh, fucking Cherin. Um, excuse me, Colin. It's called world building. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Krenuka. What is this shit? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I just told you how the far, names. how deep they went with the space elevator. Could only work near the equator, so uh, <laughs> you there, can look, only imagine the levels of details that went into this. I'm interested in reading the manga at this point, like just to see, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I don't know how much was lifted directly from that. Maybe that's. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it is just like someone, you know, 30 years ago trying to imagine what, you know, somebody's, mm, right. some of these names would. Sure. And yeah, I mean, they are pretty ridiculous. They're so, <laughs> so much so that I was, I was like, I need to have the cast thing pulled up just so I know who people were talking about because I did not. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. uh, throughout my notes, uh, the only person whose name whose character name is actually used in my notes is Alita herself. Uh, right. <laughs> otherwise, we have like things such as Mohawk guy. Right, <laughs> right. Big boy with the shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things like that. I wrote every name. <laughs> I just, I was dying how many fucking names there were and how fucking terrible they all were. Yeah. So speaking of themes from futuristic things that are often seen uh, when you were talking about the floating city, another thing that I thought about, so like when, the very beginning of this movie is the doctor finding body parts in a big old dump, basically. Mm-hmm. Really, most of the world looks like a big old dump. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was just thinking of like how many movies that are set in the future that I've seen where it just looks like trash everywhere, yep. you know? I was thinking of like Ready Player One or like, Wally, <laughs> or like, <laughs> isn't like doesn't like the new Blade Runner, like the Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever, isn't that like that too? Like, there's so many Probably. movies where where the future is just like trash everywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which sure makes sense, but um, I don't know. They also could invent the world where either it's the same as it is now or relatively, <laughs> or like somebody invents something that <laughs> we can do with all our GD trash. <laughs> 
But also in this movie, they have like the underworlds or like they, they say that like things have been built on top of each other and on top of each other. Yeah. So then couldn't they just put the trash underneath too? I don't know. Um, but they're not doing that. So they kept saying things were built on top of each other. And I'm going to mm-hmm. jump ahead really quick to the scene where Grenwishka, I think, uh, the big giant robot, says he they are one level below a restaurant. And he says, everything was built on top of each other, but welcome to my world where I grew up. And it's one level below the top world. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they punch through that really fucking easy, too. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I say really easy. I mean, it was like not like they just whatever. But, you know, it was just like some a floor is basically what he punched through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was just like, that's it. That's the difference. <laughs> you know? like, I wrote in my notes that I hope everyone in this town has really sturdy flooring. Yeah. I'm, there you go. <laughs> just imagine. Yeah. So the architecture is based on um, the walled city and the vertical slums in Hong Kong. And I would suggest people actually like read up on this because it is really interesting. (laughs) Um, But basically, they like did just that, like kind of started building buildings on top of buildings on top of buildings to where like houses are only holding up each other and like not really holding up their own selves. Um, Mm -hmm. And... They've made these like really tall buildings that are so sketchy, but Damn. like kind of have their own government too. <laughs> like huh. it's really like anarchy and it's pretty wild. They're, it breaks like every code, but they're just like, uh, what are you going to do about it? I'm looking at yeah, pics of it now weird. and it's, yeah, yeah. this looks like what every, um, you were talking about how every movie uh, every sci-fi movie in the future is all about trash uh, yeah. and everywhere's trash. And like, that's what, like these walled slums of Hong Kong uh, look like they're like, I'm like, oh, this is, what did you say? Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I think it's kind of brave to show things being normal and not trash. Uh, and I think, <laughs> I think that's why like shows like, um, like Black Mirror, like that's why it's so scary is because it's uh. it's like real, but just a little different, you know? It's like our current reality, but like just a little different. Just a little and, twist uh, might. The so imagine if they set this movie in a place that looks like, you know, the suburbs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then this like freaky ass wide eyed chick shows up. No one talks <laughs> about her eyes. Uh, yeah, not in the, her eyes were made like that so that, cause she's an anime girl. Well, okay, first we should say just a little beginning part. Okay, okay. So the doc finds her little body in the dump. Look, he's holding her torso. She's got no hair, no bod, just her little torso and her eyes and face mm-hmm, and whatever, mm-hmm. her head. I guess some would say her head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just in there waiting for her to like open her eyes and go, boo. You know? Yeah, something. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been funny? That could have been good. Like, I'm just going to tell Alita Battle Angel what they could have done. <laughs> so I did have one thing to say was when he takes her home, he gives her a little bot or whatever. And he's sitting there watching her sleep and is like, what are you dreaming, little angel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of think about how just just the way they treat her or like she's referred to as having some sort of feature of an angel 
uh, several times in this movie. And don't you think that's like a little bit infantilizing and like kind of misogynistic? <laughs> yeah, there was some there were some weird scenes, you know, where yeah. you were like, um, this is a little bit weird. Yeah. 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 And uh, soon after she wakes up, he's like, she just woke up and he's already like touching her cheek and wiping away her tears. Like this is That happened like so many strange. people were obsessed yeah. with her crying. <laughs> You're like, "Oh." Yeah. Look. <laughs> if a movie has robots in it, I just want to get this out there. If a movie has robots in it, it should involve robo sex. That should be a feature <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> this movie, not the kind of robo sex I want. Oh my gosh. Well, thank thank you for clearing that, clearing that part up. <laughs> I I respect your firm position on that. I have more thoughts yeah. on that, but they're yeah. they're a little later in my notes. We should talk about the eyes. All right, so the eyes, like everybody was like uh, gonna talk, you know, the eyes were like, oh, the eyes so weird. But what my thing I couldn't get past in the movie is how much mm-hmm. Christopher Waltz looks like Dolph Lundgren. So like I was like this is old Dolph Lundgren. He, his body always looked wrong to me because I'm thinking of Dolph Lundgren who's very big and muscular. So he always looked like he had a giant head to me. And uh, like nobody I like I was saying this to Lauren. I'm like, "Look, the, look like does his body look wrong to you cuz he looks so much like Dolph Lundgren but older?" And she was like, "Oh my god, I can't unsee it now." And so, yeah, now that you say that, I wouldn't have thought that on my own, but now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, he does kind of look like him. <laughs> his, his head looked so big. I didn't, I, the eyes were nothing after that. I was just like, I gotta tell you, I'm not seeing this one no, bit. No, I don't, you don't know. See it? <laughs> yeah. That man, also, the doctor, is. I mean, he's born to play like a tiny glasses, like scientist, or like possibly. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. he is German in real life, but they really play that up. I feel like in everything <laughs> that he's in, he's really born for that role. Yeah. So yeah, so the eyes. Um, when I first saw the trailer, yeah, I remember seeing those eyeballs and being like, "Okay, this is this is goofy." Yeah. <laughs> um, and I pretty much wasn't gonna see it, but um. I don't know. Then we went. You and saw it a whole bunch twice, <laughs> <laughs> three times now. But, um, <laughs> but I guess like after the trailer was released, you know, everybody kind of had the reaction of like, yeah, those eyes are there's something. And um, but the the people, you know, James Cameron, everybody yeah. were like, we're actually gonna make them bigger. <laughs> um, but, so. They didn't actually make the eyes bigger, but they did make like the pupils and everything bigger so that they reduced the whiteness of the eyes. Oh, okay. And I don't know. Apparently, it made people happy. They also made her skin smoother, which is a strange. Uh, that's reaction. that's a weird <laughs> sentence to say. Because <laughs> it's filmed with like three D technology that they created for the Avatar movies. Okay. So it's like James Cameron's trademarked like technology that he invented or whatever and here's a line that i read um alita battle angel has more cgi in one of her eyes uh more cgi geometry in just one of her eyes than Gollum has in his whole body holy shit (laughs) take that Gollum. (laughs) (laughs) alita battle angel strikes again (laughs) This podcast stands as fuck Gollum. 
you know, okay, on a, on a purely marketing level, I can understand the eyes. Because they are, more than anything, they are fu- that makes the movie memorable. I, yeah. once I saw that trailer, I never forgot the eyes and the title. Because that the is title is, yeah. is bonkers as hell, too. So this movie, regardless of whether you're going to see it or not, you're always aware of it. Because mm-hmm. everyone t- everyone remembers this movie. Everyone remembers Alita Battle Angel because you're just like, oh, that weird eye girl movie? Like, yep, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Her, her CGI smile, though, too, also looks a little insane. When she has a full smile on, something's like, it's like something's a little off. And I can't really explain what that is. But I think it was... I don't know if it's like Uncanny Valley or what. When she was eating the chocolate was the part that I was like, this looks super weird. I don't, out of everything yeah. in the movie, I was like, this looks real weird. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the eating stuff is so strange. So they have to, first of all, have to teach her how to eat an orange. Okay. Okay, so we currently, in 2020... Have oranges. Okay, they exist. Yeah. Uh, this movie is in the 2500s. Um, they still have oranges. This girl uh, was living in the 2200s. Oranges also existed then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's the deal with they have to teach her not to eat the peel of an orange or whatever? But th- this doesn't make sense. I think it's just a way for them to say, oh, she's, like, new to life. I guess, but they could have picked something that made sense. Like, here's this weird, like, future food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that you have to, like, freeze and then sip through a straw or something. Like, okay, sure, that makes sense. She doesn't know how to eat that. Okay, but an orange? Come yeah. on. Like, a baby can eat an orange. <laughs> Babies cannot eat orange. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, yeah. I think if you hand a baby an orange. A baby a, could peel and eat an yeah. orange. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. Give a baby a knife and an orange. No, you'll figure it no out. that's a dead baby. <laughs> Babies are so dumb. I was I was riding along with you uh, on your stance on the orange until you said the baby, and now I'm like, no. If you hand a baby an orange, it's going in the mouth the same way it went in, and they're having that same reaction. They're gonna have that like this is gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Babies lack object permanence. They aren't even capable of thinking that there's the taste is something you have to get to. Yeah, unravel. Yeah, no. <laughs> and everything everything goes into the mouth the first time anyway. So like Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a baby doesn't get a hold of like a Lego and think, hey, maybe there's like something tasty inside. You know? They just they just go, <laughs> Oh, you don't eat this, you know. They should that's what they should have done. They should have given her yeah. a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Here's breakfast. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Now that that's yeah, what I want. We just want to see if you're faking it, uh, <laughs> but you really don't remember. Damn, what a bet! Like, uh, that's a better movie. That makes the movie better if they just pr- like oh my God. just tricked that's her incredible. throughout. Oh, oh, I'm dying. That was good. <laughs> I mean, so, so that's the, no joke because she fuck. In the sequels, she doesn't have, like, a moment where everything comes back to her. They come back to her in flashes. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, you could give her, like, I don't know, a scorpion. And be like, this is delicious. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she would still believe you. I think that that's how uh, they're going to get her. 
They're just going to trick But her. it's like, I mean, she can speak, you know, all the words fine yeah. and yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't, just doesn't track for me. Um, so if we're staying on the topic of eating... So, yeah, later in a little bit, her new boyfriend that she's instantly in love with, the first man that that she sees, um, (laughs) uh, shows her, he's like, oh, you think oranges are good? Have some chocolate. And she's like, chocolate is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life Uh uh, out of an orange, a burrito, and chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate wins. But let me ask you something. Do you think chocolate would be your favorite food? I mean, who would say chocolate's their favorite food? Out of a out of an orange, a burrito, or chocolate, what would you pick? <laughs> if we're going back to the idea that that you're looking at this from a chil- a child's <laughs> perspective, I have to say that the chocolate is still tracks because you think so. Oh yeah, the, a child would eat nothing but chocolate if you let them. And so, but she has like a uh, we're assuming like mid twenties year old uh, taste buds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how any of this is supposed to work. Like I so (laughs) so like (laughs) from what I from what I'm like understanding like later in the in the movie are they are they just like saying that the brain is the only thing that is actually human? I guess So, so. Yeah. I don't know how like any of these. I don't know how any of these memories You're filtering right. back in. <laughs> There's so much of the science that does yeah, not track so, here. Like, I have more notes on other yeah, things. Yeah, I have. I have no idea. You know, like yeah. <laughs> but if we're still going on, like this is the third thing you've eaten, your little baby taste buds or whatever, then okay. I don't know. You know, but yeah. yeah. But her, her tongue and her mouth was part of her, like her. The, oh yeah, yeah. What was left, what was of, left her, of her? You know? Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's a lot that like, I don't get about everything. Yeah. Like, even after like, some of the memories come back, like, just like only these specific things. And you remember nothing else about human, human yeah. connections or like, <laughs> anything. Because, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know, you know, uh, <laughs> it's uh I think that's my biggest thing, and Lauren, like, like, like Lauren's more familiar with the manga than I am, and, and, and but not like extremely familiar either. But she was like, "I don't think there was a love interest like this," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. because this doesn't fucking need it. Not at it all. doesn't. Need it. That was my <laughs> no, main thing. It was so forced. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I, like I honestly thought the first two acts were fine, and then the third act, I was yeah. like." This is shit. This fell. This mm-hmm. is where this fell off the rails completely for me. Yeah. I was okay with like the bad um, dialogue and stuff, and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. The like I finding out that there was all this research behind like some of the um, mechanics, like uh, the floating city and the, mm-hmm. the you know the other things, is like a surprise to me because like the rest of it is just total suspension of disbelief, you know, and just uh, suspension yes. of belief, and so you're just like. This is fine. I'm I'm fine with all that, you know. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And then sure. it's like once it gets to the third act, and it's like you know the stuff that happens there, and you're like, oh fucking, just you know, that's that's where I'm just like, eh. but um, no, yeah, absolutely. If you were to ask me if you're like four out of five, first two acts or whole film, it would be d- drastically different, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And we'll do that yeah, okay. later. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, uh, the, for a film to be um, digestible, for it to truly like be able to, to be viewed and, and accepted, it has to have a clear definition or clear enough of like the world it's in or the universe. Um, mm-hmm. or, or if it if it is abstract, it has to be uh, displayed well. This, I didn't know what was real, like what could and couldn't happen, which I guess is cool. But like, yeah, when you're telling me it, the movie feels very thrown together for me. It feels like some of it does for sure. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna. It, it doesn't feel passionate to me. It just feels like. Uh, a, a way for them to get money. Which, it which is, is like fine. they went really overboard and put so much attention and detail into like a couple things. Yeah. So overboard. Like the set was insane. They have a $200 million budget oh, on this I movie, know, by I the saw way. That. Jesus and Christ. Fucking wild. They had five 3D printers. They 3D printed almost everything on the set. Oh my they God. Put, like, they put hundreds of thousands of pounds of like stucco. And siding onto all those buildings. This was all like on a lot. Like they're not CGI. Those are real like buildings they put together. They even put together stuff inside of those buildings. So just if you happen to be going past a window, like you would see the butcher inside or the restaurant or like whatever. Oh wow! Oh my god! What did they They went so hard on so much of this? movie then why does why is there so much story but so little story like how did they do all that work but get i think they were this like i think they were just like relying so heavily on being able to tell parts of the story later like in future installments yeah that's true because like they did plan on that because their whole thing is they're like we got oh we gotta go to Zalem. we gotta go to they don't tell you why anybody would want to fucking go there like no, you know nothing about it. That's you're true. like, except <laughs> that it's true. like nicer. You know, you're just like, yeah, that it's floating in the sky, yeah, and that seems cool. got to be fucking sick up there. Nobody knows why. You know, <laughs> like the one, <laughs> no one's ever gone. <laughs> like, like uh, I couldn't. I fucking hate. That's any- true. You know what? No one has ever gone up there, and the only people that get to go are the people who win the little battle bots thing. Oh, my God. And it's kind of implied that they are only going up there because they're going to be ripped to shreds and have their yeah, like, like, technology yeah, like, put into this man. Later, they, later they, they, yeah, they drop that. You're like, <laughs> oh, so. But, yeah, it's. Oh, my gosh. Do they say that um, Shirin, like Jennifer Connelly's character do they uh-huh. say that she was there before and she got like kicked yeah. out okay her the doctor was born oh, okay up there. yeah yeah i thought so, so. And, right yeah so they were up there and then they had a little girl who was handicapped but for whatever reason even though the the floating city is supposed to be like where the rich people live they had to come down for health care yeah i don't <laughs> Just a, such a shittily, shittily told story. Yeah, and the, the details yeah. are, do not matter. And so, like yeah. Jennifer Conley has that like purple gem in her forehead oh that God. they don't yeah. explain until like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Like you have no wait. What do they say? Oh, that's like it? how the that's how like Nova the the you know the person upstairs who's watching everyone. That's how he like watches everyone. They don't tell oh. you this like until the like last fifteen minutes or something. I don't know. And so he keeps was. like in the movie, he keeps like it basically 
possessing people's bodies, taking over people's bodies, and that's how uh-huh. he like watches people is through these like. See, I thought he was just he was like just omnipotent doing that to Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. They say that's that gem is like how he's. Hmm. It's his eyeball into the world or something like that. That's how yeah. he like – and they don't explain that, what that is, like, till way later. And you're just, like, seeing this, like, thinking it's a fashion choice, yeah. you know, or something. Like, okay, <laughs> you know. It's so weird. The times where they choose to expound upon detail and the times they choose to brush with broad strokes are just so unintelligible. They don't make sense. Yeah. Why they wouldn't emphasize this and not that, or it's it's just sad. The and the sport is called motorball, by yeah. the way. Motorball. I I die. I, I again another <laughs> just bark laugh out of me. Uh, <laughs> the coolest name for a rollerblading game you've ever heard. <laughs> motorball. But like everything else has like oh we're going to Zalem with Krishka and Krumba. But uh, well, yeah, Gollum just rhymes with Gollum, who, as we know, uh, has less CGI in his entire body than <laughs> what's ahead in one eye. So that's easy. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I guess Motorball was like a play off of like Rollerball, which was a movie yeah. like in the seventies or something. Well, know, like it was remade in the early two thousands, and it um, su- oh, it, was it? it suck rocks. Yeah, don't you think it's kind of funny that it also sounds like murder ball, kind of, and they do murder murder people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rules of this game are strange. They're so unclear. I feel like I I don't know what goes on. Like okay, so the first introduction of the game, they they play it Sandlot style, like in the yeah. down, yeah. you know. And so somebody, so there's like very clearly a goal and people score a goal. But then in like the later scene when she's actually playing like in the arena or whatever, uh-huh. they're just literally just rolling around trying to murder her, which which they've well, all specifically been put there to do, yeah. I understand. But no, I saw like no goal or no one was trying to make a goal. Right. <laughs> I, okay. I, so they sort of address that. They address it very subtly and in a way okay. that they can escape out of because i noticed this the uh announcer when he's announcing that round he says this is a like i don't remember the exact verbiage but essentially like it's a no holds barred match or something uh, okay um, and so he's just like he i mean it goes off rails when they you know start like murdering but like the point of it is to like rough roughly play i think was how it was oh, okay. the intention. Well, here's the thing, because they go to, when she decides to go through her rebel phase, um, which <laughs> happens pretty pretty quickly, um, she is an angsty teen, like, just about instantly. Her and her little fake boyfriend oh, go, just go and see a motorball game, mm-hmm. and they are murdering each other at that game yeah. as well. Yeah. And people are cheering and unfazed by all of the murder happening. Look. Kayla, a lot of changes happen between now and 2563. Uh, one of them, I guess, being that, like, murder is, f- like, fine spectacle again. That happens in the 2300s. I read it uh, referred to as a gladiator-style yeah. um, game, which kind of tracks. For sure. Um, another thing about, I guess if we're just bopping around, it doesn't really matter when we talk about stuff, but, um, when she does go in the tryouts, Mm -hmm. um, everybody who's there with her are hunter warriors whom she has 
recently met and she doesn't recognize yeah, any of them. Yeah. Yeah. The girl's dumb. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, does she have face blindness like me? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, they never like got into like how much any of her senses may be like computer enhanced or whatever, but mm, based on yeah. how quickly she like remembers how to like murder like trained killers yeah (laughs) you'd think like that she's got some kind of like super aware like you know like some kind of onboard computer like kind of you know what i'm saying like yeah that type of shit but and and, but then you're like she does not recognize these people like at all she's got no terminator face scans or anything going on behind the lenses there yeah (laughs) big old eyes with nothing behind them that's (laughs) Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, villain, she is an easily defeated, uh, she's essentially a superhero. She's an easily defeated superhero because all you have to do is trick her. And she's easily tricked. Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. She, yeah. You, you could kill her by saying her shoelaces are untied. She would say, oh, what are shoelaces? And then, boom, she's dead. They should have done that. You know, that could have been funny. <laughs> Could have been a good prank. <laughs> Do you uh, think this movie suffered from James Cameron being the writer but not the director? Like, if Robert Rodriguez was allowed to have more of a like writing position, do you think it could have been cooler? I don't think that I've actually seen any of the films that you mentioned before, except for uh, uh, some bits of Spy Kids. <laughs> um, so okay you never saw the grindhouse movies oh i'm aware of them but you know you have to like like when all these films were coming out you know Mm -hmm. i don't um i don't have a lot of time to watch television Mm -hmm. when there aren't children around so Mm. so it's like yeah that's true come on kids can watch anything i was watching stuff way worse than this when i was your kids age (laughs) right i mean so was i i was going you know i was and look we're fine I don't, I don't know about that, but I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if I'm fine, you know. <laughs> That's why I made different decisions. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. Be a good parent if you want, uh, I guess. <laughs> try, try all you want, you know. To, to answer your question, I don't think so. I am, I guess, the opposite of Sean. I have seen almost every Robert Rodriguez movie because I was obsessed mm. with him in, like, middle school and high school. Robert Rodriguez did his he made his mark on this movie really well and his mark his best mark is really fucking cool stylized violence and yeah. I loved the fight scenes in this movie they were oh, over yeah. the top yeah, they and were good. tight as shit I mean mm-hmm. I loved it um so I he did he's not but he's not like uh I don't know who's a great screenwriter Who's the guy? But it's like, so what I'm thinking about uh, is like the cool parts of this movie are like the set, the scenery, the fight scenes, like Mm -hmm. things that are controlled by the director, you know? Yeah. Whereas the things that are not cool about this movie are the writing, (laughs) the strange parts of the story that don't add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I was thinking of it. And the thing that nobody likes, the eyes, is also James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a couple lines that were so bad, like over oh the my top. God, yeah, and there were some I, I just, liners that were. I just terrible. had to wonder, like, what, what if those were like fan service? Like, if those came straight from print, like <laughs> from the mangas or something. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. The the big boy with the big, you know, the big giant yep, boy yep. Um, has the worst one-liners in yeah. this movie. Yeah. They have yeah. such bad ones. Yeah, uh, one, come here, little flea, so I can pinch your head off. Guess yeah, who's like- scared when they hear that one? <laughs> No people. <laughs> I, that's why. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I was like, is is this a thing? Like, is that's you know notorious throughout the manga where like he that's what he calls her, and so that's why we're doing this. Like, why yeah. else do some of these? Yeah. Like, not that any of the any of the dialogue was like great or anything, but some in particular, you were just like, whoa. There was one one liner I do have to shout out though okay. that is said by my boy Derek Mears. He says, "Nice shot." For a meat boy, because <laughs> he's a robot boy and not a not a regular boy. Uh, I just thought that was good. Uh, I did change my Twitter name to Meat Boy today. Oh, uh, you just like getting <laughs> Meat Boys called out. <laughs> I love when I get a shout out in a movie. <laughs> okay, what else do we need oh to talk God. about? I talked to oh. oh Hugo's motorcycle, the motorcycle that's just one large tire. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's all we really have to say about that. It is in my notes. <laughs> uh, did you guys know Robo Blood is blue? Because they have blue and red blood throughout the movie, and I think that was a ratings thing. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, because I think you can only show like so much blood. Isn't this movie PG thirteen? Tis. Pretty sure. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's like probably why the dog died off screen as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Also, you you rarely see dogs die on dogs and kids. Yeah. You yeah. never see them die on screen, even yeah. in R-rated films. We just did the movie Ready or Not, too, and that that was one where the kids, kids walk off screen. off screen to die. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you just see the one kid get punched, though. That rocks. But right. anyway, he got his legs <laughs> punched out. That's a different movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Would this? Uh, okay, that dog. Why did they have to? kill it like that and then you know okay if you, everyone's seen the trailer you know she's got these this like battle uh a battle paint on uh right under her mm-hmm. eyes uh were you yeah, aware that that was, that was dog blood that was super weird it's the blood of the innocent i don't know why and that's who she's fighting for or something like that <laughs> i hated that because i i'm one i'm sitting here and i'm thinking Okay, I'm starting the movie. What do I know about this movie's gonna got? It's got me Christoph Waltz. It's gonna do flippies, and we got battle paint sometime. When that yeah. when's that gonna come in? And nope, it's dog mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. That's a, that's probably what I also thought. Like that was probably just that bit of fan service that you know that this character has that in the manga or whatever. Some kind of yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I was same. I was like waiting. I was like, how's this gonna come up? And then you were like, no. <laughs> you see her put her fingers in it and you're like no yeah no that's... and then you're like it's happening isn't it and it happened <laughs> that sentiment that this isn't happening is it that's the whole movie <laughs> you're just yeah. you're, you're yeah. just for that here. scene i mean maybe the dog had to die just because it's like obviously if you love something it's gonna get murdered first of all um but secondly <laughs> wait it, what and, that's just the rules of a movie. If you love some, like they always, like her boyfriend dies in the end, like their dog dies, or you know, like yeah. they take everything that you love. You're just not supposed to love anything. I guess that's, that's the true. Rules. Yeah, creates drama. But secondly, for that particular scene, it's because they had the dog master and the hellhounds, the uh, dog robots, robot dogs, I... whatever. 
how did they not do more of him? Like, obviously, we all want, like, when they introduced, because they're at this bar, they're at a bar called mm-hmm. Kansas, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of, because of the uh, original setting. Yeah, yeah, I'm going right. nodding to. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, introducing all the most famous bounty hunter, uh, bounty hunters in town, hunter, war- what are they called, hunter warriors? Hunter, hunter warriors, warriors. Yeah. And it's just, like, pretty normal, like, oh, this guy's killed this, this guy's killed this, and this guy has robo-dogs. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Give me robo-dogs. Also, <laughs> something that happened uh, just before this scene, like, when she's going to sign up to be a a, a cop. Yep, um, yep. <laughs> fucking narc. She she gets a leather jacket out of nowhere. <laughs> where's, where's this leather jacket come from? <laughs> I Notice that. I'm like, this this chick's body was just invented, okay? And, like, suddenly she has a leather jacket that fits her perfectly. Like, where, where did she... Where the... How did she know they were cool? <laughs> she doesn't know how to eat an orange, but she does remember that leather jackets are cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm like, she gets a leather jacket out of nowhere, signs up to be a cop, and then goes to a cop bar. It's like, what's in my notes? <laughs> Yeah. How did they not get Sam Elliott to to be the dog master? Because they clearly wanted. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have appreciated that. Yeah. Um, like... Yeah. Maybe he's just they're like the movie's called Alita Battle Angel, and he's like, nope. well, I don't think that's gonna be my movie. That's a good Sam Elliott you got there. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Oh, um, let's see what else happens around here. They're just more terrible one-liners. He goes, "Dancey little flea." She, oh my! <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't call me flea anymore. When she okay, when she is attacking the guy who calls her a flea, uh, Grawishka, uh, that's mm-hmm. the name. She is doing like her final chop. She's gonna do to him, and she literally. And they do it twice because she has a flashback in between while she's, like, running to do the chop. Hold on. You should preface this with saying her whole entire body was sliced into bits. (laughs) The only thing left being a single arm and her torso, which we know is her original bits. Oh, my God. Okay, continue. She goes, hi-ya! And uh, chops him right in the eye. chops him. (laughs) Hi-ya! And the hi-ya triggers the flashback. And you know what else? Another uh, woman famous for saying hi-ya... Miss Piggy, ever heard of her? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Miss Piggy. We hope you're doing well. Uh, yo, this podcast for sure stands Miss Piggy. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, what's his name? Sam. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam, Sam Elliott comes in. Sam Elliott comes in and, and releases the dogs on the on Big Boy Girlish and God. says. Uh, he wasn't a dog lover. I hate that. <laughs> Straight up murders this man because he ain't a dog lover. I, I gotta say, it's fun to hear that you guys remember the wrote down some of these like one-liners because they just like... Once I started noticing that the one-liners were insane. Well, they just washed over me. They just like... I was just like, ugh. I like none the of these The one-liners were like so bad that they like took me out of the movie. <laughs> When you see, like, this dude, okay, here's his character. He's the most gigantic man. He has the biggest <laughs> robot body. It's huger than anybody else's robot body. He's so, he's the scariest man. And then he says, come here, little flea. I'm going to pick your head off. <laughs> like, uh, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. My, I, I had a hard time 
disliking this movie, which is weird to say, because like I, I've already said it sucked, and I'm sure I'll say other bad things about it, because uh, I, I don't stick to anything I say. But like, I totally get like this is twelve year old fodder, man. This shit would get eaten up by. Uh, did your nine year old watch this with you, Sean? Uh, no, no, we watched it after they went to bed last night. Okay, uh, okay. We, they, they, yeah, they'd probably like it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. the because you don't really give a shit about story when you're a kid. You don't really care if the story's bad, but like, and it's visually stimulating uh, constantly. So a kid would fucking mm. love it. So like, I can totally mm. see this. This movie has an audience, but like, that audience is us. We I can't, are. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so right around here in the movie, uh, because her body's been chomped to bits, mm-hmm. is when she gets her real bod. So what we previously knew was that the doctor had given her his own dead baby's body. <laughs> oh, which I called. Um, I called that shit. Like, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. He yeah. for sure ha- he has a daddy complex, but yeah. the other way than we normally talk about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh well then. <laughs> He wants to be daddy. Um, <laughs> so she finds her real body, and then she puts it on, and then it it uh, does, like, dominoes until it looks like what she sees in her mind or whatever. Okay, right. Okay. I want to, <laughs> yeah. speaking of shitty shitty writing, I think the nurse or, or Christoph Waltz, when this is happening, they go, they go, it's the suit. They're making micro-adjustments. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. No, they're just making regular fucking adjustments. You can't add micro <laughs> on top of it to science it up. Like, that doesn't change it. Yeah, they're like, oh, we need a word that sounds a little smarter in here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, let's add micro. And see, here's what I'm wondering. Well, they also say, ooh, looks like she's a little bit older than we thought. What was that? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> because she gets big old robot titties, but... Uh, let me ask you something. If you're a robot, why do you need titties? Come on. Yeah. What if she is the perfect? What's the point? Yeah. Literally no. point. If she is the like, if that just get in the that way. body is built to be a killing machine. Yeah. Do the titties help? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Also, here's another thing. You never see a chubby robot. You know what I'm saying? Give me some robot jelly rolls. <laughs> like if the. <laughs> If the body can look like anything she thinks of yeah. in her mind, give me some robot jelly rolls. You know, that'd be fun. I, I, you never see a robot with jelly rolls. There, yeah. To be fair, there were some... You didn't ever see robot jelly rolls, but there were, like, some interesting robot shapes in yeah, this movie. Yeah, there was lots of... It, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back to her little flashbacks, like, mm-hmm. where... And we're... I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming that all of the people in the flashbacks were... Also, like this robot, people yeah, robot, you know, cyborg, mm-hmm. cybernetic, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I'm just trying to think, like, was there were there any? It seemed like there were different size 
people, but I but they were so brief, and so I'm just like wondering. Yeah, that's true. You know, I don't remember enough. I was also thinking like if everybody's a robot, like she she calls herself a girl in this movie, but do you think if everybody's a robot that like gender even matters anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when and if you can just switch your little parts at will. Yeah, yeah. Well, you that's just what flip back and forth. Or, well, that's what I was I gonna know. say. Is like so so her brain was human. So when did she become a robot and mm-hmm. how, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so, if, yeah. So, yeah, if if she was not a robot until she was 13 or whatever, then you would be more informed about that kind of thing. But like, like you said, you know, if you're, yeah, I don't know, for all we know from as poorly as this film described some of these elements, <laughs> you know, she could just be plucking <laughs> You know, plucking bodies out of brains and putting them into, you know, robots like uh, from birth or they could just be making the brains. I mean, we don't know how these brains are still human. Ooh, but... Lab created brains. Because yeah, right. if everybody's body is a robot, then how do they procreate? Yeah, I don't. So you know, more questions. We're asking the big questions here tonight. Yeah. Wow. See, we're we're um, what you would call intellectuals. Yeah. This is where we are sponsored by Mensa and uh, Oxford. Sponsored by Harvard University. Uh, so, also another thing to say about this part: when she gets the new body, she when she wakes up, she comes in the room full ass nude. Doing gymnast moves. Um, okay. <laughs> now that's a little saucy. <laughs> PG-13, excuse me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If her being nude doesn't matter, like, then why is she ever wearing clothes? <laughs> to fit in? I don't know. <laughs> because leather jackets are tight. That's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, good point. Good point. Oh, my God. <laughs> This Here's, fucking uh, okay, movie. so so she gets her new bod, and then there's a scene where he's sleeping in his bed, yeah. and she's um sitting in the window <laughs> like Spider Man, exactly like watching Spider-Man. him sleep. Yeah. And it is never mentioned that that is extremely weird. Normal, it's very weird. <laughs> Things change. Five hundred. It's twenty five sixty three. Yeah. He just wakes up and he's like, oh hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I was partying with Vector. Apparently there was alcohol involved. Like, why? Because you have your shirt off? Like, what What are we implying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, yeah, just laying there. I know, I look beautiful. It's really <laughs> easy to show someone hungover. Like, you add bags yeah. under their eyes and you, like, make them groggy. And you make them say a line like, oh, I'm so hungover. But, yeah, yeah. this guy, he's just like, yeah, oh, my head. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> so his job is that he's a little bad boy who attacks robot people and steals their little body parts and sells them to Mahershala Ali's character, uh, Vector. And Vector has promised him that he can go upstairs to the to the big city in the sky uh, if he gets, uh, I think, a million dollars or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. their dollars mm-hmm. are. Uh-huh. And he just needs 90000 Which is that... Drove me up a wall. Okay. Like, seriously, <laughs> you scraped together nearly mm. a fucking million. Yeah. And you're like, like as any of us could <laughs> by know, his age. Yeah. I know. And he's like, this last 90K though. Oh, you know? Like, it's like it's, and so she pulls he's like, out her beating heart what, what is, and goes, I will sell my heart. What's this kid look like? He's like 
22, you know, like yeah. something. Max. You know, Max you, you've come up, you're 90K shy of a million of something, <laughs> like whatever this currency is, that's whatever, but you're 90K yeah. shy. And and you're yeah. like sweating it. Like, no, you're fine. You know, you don't. <laughs> Your girlfriend's going to die like, for that last yeah, 90K. You're fine. Came you up s- with 910K on my own, yeah. but. Uh, hi, James Cameron here. I'm just here to say that due to inflation, a million dollars is actually not that much in 2563. Thank you. Goodbye. And in fact, a million dollars is not that much now. Yeah. I mean, I have tons of them. <laughs> What is it? A million dollars? Pull up your bootstraps, buddy. <laughs> uh, and when she pulls out her heart and she's like, I'll sell my heart and just be fuck? dead. I don't even care. I wrote in my notes, capitalism is wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's yeah, buying hearts? Well, I guess there's a whole yeah. black market. Well, she has like a rare heart. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you know people are freaks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, one, the guy who is her boyfriend's friend mm-hmm. who is a scrapper with him the previously mentioned from the spider-man movies i referred to him in my notes as no way jose because <laughs> uh, he looks just he does. that's a wrestler sean i don't know if you watch wrestling oh, but no. um he does look like no, no way jose is okay. a wrestler and okay. he looks just like him okay. so uh <laughs> also shout out to no way jose he's recently out of a job oh. sad r.i.p so my next note was boyfriend catches no way jose scrapping parts <laughs> without him no. <laughs> Yeah, so he catches his friend scrapping the parts without him, and they have a little fight, and then Mohawk guy uh, shows up oh my <laughs> and is God. like, I'm going to blame a murder on you. We haven't even <laughs> talked about this asshole. I fucking hate this actor. He plays the same shitty character in every goddamn movie he's in, and I fucking hate him. Oh, yeah? I don't think I've ever seen him before. What did they have him down as being? Oh, from Deadpool. I'd, I don't know if I've seen the first Deadpool, actually. I just might, <laughs> I saw the second one. I mainly know him. He's in the Divergent series, and the kids at the shelter watch that series a lot. And so oh, I've okay. seen those I movies, and I fucking is. hate him in those movies, and I fucking hate him in this movie. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 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 that guy's a bad boy. Yeah. That's pretty much it. He kills No Way Jose. Yeah. And then the boyfriend's on the run. Uh, I did also have a side note. We were talking about Mahershala Ali, um, but let me ask you something. Did anybody ever look as good in tiny sunglasses as Mahershala Ali? Dude pulls them off. I don't think so. He freaking pulls them off better than dang anybody. (laughs) Also, he's an incredible villain. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Even though he's only partially a villain in this because it's like when he's taken over by the other guy or whatever. That was... When he's normal, he's good. I don't know. That part... When he got taken over by Nova, I laughed, but it was like (laughs) one of my favorite parts. Yeah. He was like so into it coming across like a totally different person like you know what i'm saying from an acting perspective that i was like so fucking taken by that i was like holy shit this man another like like he he really (laughs) wanted you to know that it was like the other character that gets transformed not so much you know Mm -hmm. but like that's how like well he did it that it was like jarring you're like whoa yeah and i think that's why that both me and colin were like when you're like oh yeah nova's just taking over everyone we're both like 
No, what? I yeah, yeah, that. he took over the robot. <laughs> I thought he only took over Mershka. No, he yeah, took over but... the robot dude a couple times. Grushka. Yeah, it does make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Grushka. <laughs> He's way scarier to me with the trench coat on. I thought it, I was like, whoa, this is kind of Resident <laughs> Evil, you know? And then it was just yeah. like. Oh. And how big is that jacket when he takes it off? I mean, <laughs> yeah. this robot has has big final boss energy. For sure. <laughs> While we're talking about stuff that, that bugged us, and I, I know like, this is getting long, but so she chops off his arm earlier in the film. And mm-hmm. then, then Hugo and them jack this other arm that's like just amazing or whatever. And it's got the fing- yeah. finger projectiles and stuff that you can see in mm-hmm. the trailer. So my main problem is like these people – like Vector and Shirin, they are working for the elites upstairs to provide this motorball. And this guy, Gruishka, is like their top enforcer guy. And they had to jack a motorball player to get the best tech. Like, how's that? That made no fucking sense. <laughs> right? You know, like, how, how, how did this shit yeah. exist oh and God. they don't know about it? And like, they had to like pay some chumps to jack it and give it to their number one. Like, I I was just like, how did they not have something that's better than that? How is that the best thing? And they don't know about it or just like any of this shit, you know? Like, you know, sorry, sorry to derail that again, but it was just another like, what? Yeah, you're totally right. That's just another, like, where are they getting detailed? Because, like, these bad guys are the best, you know? Yeah. But they don't have that good attack, so they have to go for freaking uh, dum-dums. And some 20-year-old human kids with tasers jacked the original owner of this arm. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. And, and cut it off with a blowtorch. But, you know, yeah. but, but the super soldier uh, battle angels gonna have a real problem with that uh, it was it was wild but, oh you know God. something else they, they never explain really in this movie and this is almost not related to whatever we were just talking about yeah. but i was thinking about because they're what did we call them hunter warriors yeah. their whole thing is that they get like a name and a face and they go and find that person and murder them <laughs> for money yeah. but they never say like what's the justice system here like what crimes do you get murdered for like is every crime uh... murder they just kind of seem like they murder people <laughs> yeah. for for everything yeah. or Plop like your head on that table and then <laughs> like what are the crimes here i don't know that just was something i was wondering about you're right that made it weird i didn't know when the robots they're like robot enforcers i think they're called like sentinels or berserkers or something oh um, was it centurion centurion that's right yeah. which they, they look like the robot from robocop it was ill-defined who they were like did they work for the government did they work for vector or nova assumedly nova but like when they murdered or like did they just authorize people to murder i did not get the justice system at all yeah I don't know. Yeah. What else do we need to talk about? I did have another note on the, I almost said roller derby scene, (laughs) (laughs) on the motorball. Just two little fun facts. First of all, some of the world's top inline skaters performed as the motorball competitors, which is cool. The 2003 X Games competitor, Katie Ketchum, doubled for uh, Rosa Salazar's character, Alita. So I just think that's cool. They got like really famous, famous bladers (laughs) to do the work there. (laughs) 
Um, and they also filmed it based on how NASCAR races are filmed. Okay. Just a little fun fact. NASCAR, y'all are Indiana people, okay? <laughs> we all know. Right, those are just two fun facts about the, the blade. Hell yeah. So, uh, bada bing, bada boom, uh, Alita has to come and save her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she comes out of the church with his head in her arms, and he's, like, hooked up to her heart. Yeah. With, yes. <laughs> How is she still alive? This this is very weird. She's the battle angel. So he, yeah, he dies and then she comes out and she has his head and she shows the centurions like, look, Mm -hmm. I did kill the guy, even though Mm -hmm. like, uh, Zapan, yeah, says, oh, nice trick or whatever, but doesn't tell on her. Nope. And Mm -hmm. then, but then when they are like, oh, you're messing around with like her kill, which authorizes her to kill him. He still doesn't uh-huh. tell on her, and then she kills yeah. him. Okay, justice <laughs> is served. Okay, white pants. And it's clean. like, uh, I respect him now. Uh, not even like for self preservation's <laughs> sake did he did he snitch. No. He just look. But, um... He might be a cop, but he's no narc. Okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck. Um... I guess he's kind of an okay dude. <laughs> Yeah, so then her boyfriend gets a robot body. He tries to climb to the sky. Um, He gets shredded by the tube knife. Why did this happen? Why? I didn't care. I don't know. And also, one thing that's funny about that is how come Alita can jump over the tube knife things, uh, but he can't? I don't understand. I I gotta say, his body did look pretty shitty. That's true. Lo- you are he- right. But if she can jump over it, then why doesn't why doesn't she just keep walking up to the top? If she can just jump over uh, the things when they say Oh, I don't know. Too, like that's she didn't I- want to go up there, did she? She was <laughs> not like yet. Yeah, she's not, not prepared. Yet. Yeah. Not yet, but she has to uh, level up a little. He looked like Boba Fett's parts, like after Boba Fett was in the Sarlacc pit or whatever. You know, like he yeah he, he really. I was like, did, are they trying to make him look like Boba Fett or something? And something. once he gets sliced up too, if you'll notice, he's sliced up with the exact amount of remaining yes. body as Alita yes. was oh, when yeah, she yeah. was sliced up, just a single arm and torso. Either if that wasn't a callback to this the earlier, which I'm sure it was. But what flashed in my mind was I literally just said out loud, they can't think of any other configuration of body. Like, honestly. <laughs> what if she had to grab him by one toe? Or I'd something? love it. That would be more interesting. Yeah. Or just grab his head, straight up grab his head, <laughs> grab his hair. Yeah. <laughs> See, that would be fun. Yeah, okay, make it. But no. Why does no one let us make movies? Honestly. <laughs> Give us the money. <laughs> Why don't you just throw them back up there? That's what we I... only need ninety k more. <laughs> 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 yeah. one, one, well, one small done. small donation well of ninety k. That's a nice little. Okay. Okay, we just have to get to. There's uh, like two more important things to talk about. Um, one, the best scene in the entire film when Alita Battle Angel is standing in front of the mirror and uh, thinking about her dead boyfriend (laughs) and uh, one single tear (laughs) comes out of the eye. Uh, You've never seen this before, folks. She slices the tear with a knife, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) I... I totally missed that. I w- I how was I how did I was what was I doing for oh that my God. split second? It's the most yeah. incredible part of oh. the whole movie. And I Okay, when we oh saw that God. in 3D, okay, we lost our GD minds. That was oh. the point when I was like this is an A+ plus movie. What <laughs> happened in 3D? Exactly. Like did the tear come towards you or what? <laughs> 
reaching out and slicing it. <laughs> it was really mainly mostly. I don't know if y'all have seen any like more recent 3D movies. Oh but yeah, they really are almost the same as watching it in normal D. Yep, normal D. That's what they call it. <laughs> That's what we call it. Uh, as I said, sponsored by Harvard University. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, that best scene it, ever in any movie, actually. And knowing what you said earlier about, like, all the, the technology just in, like, Alita's eyeball or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm sure that shot, like, that whole thing where she looks in the mirror, thinks about her dead boyfriend, cries a te- single tear, and then cuts it in half, cost, I don't know, $20,000. Possibly more, I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, what? $200 million budget, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. so who knows how that know. was sliced up. Um, and then the very final thing is the big reveal at the end when Nova turns out to be, takes off his glasses for the big reveal that it's Edward Norton, oh, I, and then we roll credits. That was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was just mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding? No! I mean, the, the world was shook when Edward Norton popped out yeah. know, in 2019 and when this movie was in theaters. I, I don't get him, like, whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, Red Dragon is a pretty good movie. Uh-huh. And, like, he seems like a really good actor. And, like, uh, I mean, I'm not the best judge of that. <laughs> you know, let me be fair. <laughs> but, like, this, the cast of this movie is fine, I think. Good, yeah. good, you know, good actors and stuff. I'm not trying to, like, disparage that. But just, like, by the time you get to the end of this movie and then Ed Norton's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's me, Ed Norton, <laughs> you know. Like, you're just like, why did you sign on for this? Yeah. That, that, I mean, I guess that's how much, like, clout that James Cameron has and, and how their faith in this being, like, a, this blockbuster trilogy or, or whatever, you know? Can I tell you, earlier when we see him and he has the glasses on, yeah. and actually even after the glasses reveal, uh, first of all, let me mention, I do have face blindness, so I don't always see faces yeah. the same way as a normal person. But I was convinced that it was Dana Carvey. <laughs> oh. I could totally see oh. that. Yeah. And honestly, I thought that was way cooler yeah. than being I Edward Norton. Gasped. That, oh man, I would have popped. Uh, yeah, that would have been sick. Our remake of this film is going to be so good. Holy shit. It's going to oh, be yeah. so We're going to have Sam Elliott, Dana Carvey. We're going to have Kayla as Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> Hell yeah. Zendaya was actually like the other person they were talking to for oh, Alita really? when they were doing casting. Yeah, and I thought that would have been really yeah. cool too. Yeah. I love Zendaya. Um, there is currently no actual plan to get a sequel Thank to this movie. God. And with, you know, everything how it is, I don't see like Disney being like, yeah, here's another 200 mil for some movie that will probably not do anything. But there is currently a change.org petition to get a sequel to oh. this movie that has like 150,000 signatures on it. So, it's a you know, it's not nothing. It uh, it made its budget back quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I have two more fun facts. Uh Uh, I did see a casting call uh, posting for this movie that I just thought was funny. (laughs) They asked for extras with an edge more specifically rocker <gasps> punk and emo type people <gasps> in their 20s to 40s oh my god guys <laughs> guys we could have been in this okay. we're millionaires we're in the fi- uh, we're yeah. in the business aka everyone what's, in yeah. <laughs> what's wild about that though is like there was one extra in that it was mostly posers. there's one extra in particular who had a blue mohawk 
that shows up like the very beginning and then like later on. And I was like, yeah. that's the same person with the blue mohawk. Like they must just fucking be cruising this place constantly, you know, that you've seen the same. Yeah. Well, they live yeah. in the town. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> keeping it, you know, I like to stick to the streets, you know. This was filmed in Austin, Texas. So, uh, you know, keeping Austin weird. Oh, yeah, weird. man. That's the slogan. <laughs> they were keeping Austin weird. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my um, God. Okay, and then the second fun fact I have. This is, I'll try and get through this quick. The strangest, like, brand pairing. They paired with a, um, a place that makes prosthetics. Uh, and so they paired with a company that makes those called Open Bionics. Okay. And they got a 13-year-old dub- double amputee named Tilly Lockie new bionic arms in the style of Alita's arms. Oh, my God. Oh my and God. they are working on developing affordable Alita-inspired okay. prosthetic okay. arms. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That will be called Hero Oh, arm. my God. I mean, that's pretty and wild. Known as the world's first clinically approved 3D printed bionic arm with multi-grip functionality and empowering aesthetics. Empowering so that's, aesthetics? That's literally the quote from the website. From oh the my God. Read, so. Imagine. Yeah, so they're working on developing a line of bionic arms that are Alita inspired. You, you have to go around and everyone goes, what's with your arms? And you go, oh, do you know Alita Battle Angel? Yeah, I have the Alita Battle Angel arms. Those are your arms now. Yeah, could be sick. This movie owns you. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, this is a long ep, but it's okay. I'm feeling good about it. I'm having fun. Do you have any more thoughts on the movie currently? All I was going to say is, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, first two acts, I think, totally different film as far as, like, my my opinion of it uh, without the third Mm -hmm. act. You know, if the third act was was different and didn't rely on this, like, forced relationship you know, um, love yeah. love story or whatever. Yeah. yeah, the third act was all the stupid love story. <laughs> you know, it seems like there's, there was plenty that was left undiscussed and stuff just in the the world building and whatever. It could have went a zillion different ways. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, that's just how Hollywood rolls. And uh, yeah. So. True. So let's go ahead and say, uh, what would you give this out of five? And if you want to score it on the three acts, you can do that as well. <laughs> Overall, this old bad boy just gets a two out of five or two two point five out of five, two and a half. It is, and that's fifty percent because this is a fifty percent good movie to me. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I yeah, I'd say you know just because I went into it with not really the best expectation. I went into it sort of looking at it like this is going to be funny, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That I'd say yeah, like three. But I'd say if yeah. if the third act wasn't, you know, this, I mean, there was no reason for me to really believe that these two individuals would be in any kind of like love at that point, you know, right. and it was so forced. I, I hate like, forced love stories. Yeah, too. <laughs> three overall, but it, yeah, it could, I think I could have seen it being like way better, just like a four, you know, four out yeah. of five mm-hmm. without that. Sure. Like you said earlier, doesn't look like there will be another one. Who knows? So mm-hmm. that's what really sucks about all the things that they seem like they were like so confident that they were going to get around to explaining later, you know, yeah. if they would have just right. made one really good movie, could have been a whole different story. Right. Yeah. For Cause sure. they relied a little too hard on being able to provide the yeah, sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all of those uncredited actors were supposed to have larger parts in the upcoming mm-hmm. sequels, but yeah. who knows if, yeah. Yeah, if we'll ever yeah. see those. 
What about you? Yeah, um, I would say on the level, if we're scaling this of like, what is a like, quote, good movie, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've pointed out so many plot holes, all those yeah. kind of things. I mean, it would have to be like a one and a half or two. However, if we're scaling this on how fun is this yes. movie just to watch and like, you know, simply how mm-hmm. fun is it? I'm going to go four out of five. What? I really like watching this movie. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Respect. I mean, as I said, it has the most badass scene I've ever seen. I mean, who's ever watched somebody cry a single tear and instantly slice it in half with a knife? I mean, you just, you don't get that yeah, kind of content. That's so. true. Hell yeah. That fucking rules. <laughs> All right. So now that we've finished talking about the movie. Yeah. Now it's time for... Screen vomit. Colin, what have you been watching? I watched a show, and I've been down on shows lately. I don't like a lot of TV right now, other than, of course, the freaking Sopranos, baby. The good stuff. The gabagool. (laughs) But I watched a show called... The Haunting of Hill House. It's on Netflix. Mm, I've heard of it. And I hate it. <laughs> don't watch it. When that came out, so many people told me to watch uh, it. Don't. But yeah. <laughs> Is it scary or not it's scary? It's not. It, it's not scary. There's one good episode in the whole season. Like the first one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought like I, the first couple, I was like... This this is going to be really good, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" I it fell apart real fast for me. I I just did not care, and it it was I don't I don't want to anymore. <laughs> but what I watched uh, Capote, I went on a little Seymour Philly Philly Hoffy, as he liked to be called, R.I.P. King, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's free, <laughs> and I watched Capote recently. Which uh, mm-hmm. was super fucking good. And then I just read Lindsay and I read In Cold Blood together, and we just watched Capote, and uh, that fucking ripped. And I just watched The Master, Paul Thomas Anderson movie from 2012 with Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, okay. Y'all seen it? I have not. No. It's a wild one. It's very Paul Thomas Anderson-y, uh, in that it's like a long narr. It's just a long, rich narrative. It's a long, boring movie where people just talk yep. a lot. There you go. There cool. you go. Uh, I didn't want to discredit it, but yes. It is it is. There Will Be Blood. It is Phantom Thread. It is just long, static dialogue. But it's really fucking good, you know? Like, it, it, I don't know. It's one of those movies where I respect it more than I like it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been up to. How about you, Shen? We don't watch that much television. Not not to say we don't play like tons of games or, you know, uh, my partner reads a lot. I read a lot of uh, comics and graphic novels and stuff, but we don't watch a ton of television. But we will watch something like before we go into bed. And I don't I don't usually know what's like new or whatever. So mm-hmm. we a little while ago, we watched Lock and Key. Which is based okay. on a comic. Oh yeah, yeah on yeah. Netflix. And uh, yeah, I watched yeah. that. I I I really enjoyed that up until. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just weird because they tried to make it before, and um, they did a pilot, and it looked really good, and it fell apart. And then when they made it this time, I think like it's kind of clear that they took the entire story, which is like 
a, like a lot of issues of comics and we're like, mm-hmm. we only got mm-hmm. one shot to do this. So let's tell the whole story in one season, which was like mm-hmm. weird that they left so much stuff out, but then also they had to leave it open-ended in case it did well. And they can, you know, yeah. because basically the entire story of the entire comic series is told in, in the first season. They just like skip mm-hmm. some bits that like won't be as relevant like after the end so it's like Mm -hmm. i really i really did enjoy it i thought like they nailed the characters like Mm -hmm. and it really felt like a good adaption but then at the end you're just like that's kind of weird but yeah it's one of those things where i've always put it this way like have you have like a favorite band that broke up and you're like maybe they had one bad album like while they were together but you're just like listen to that bad album now and you're like fuck if that band got back together and they only made an album as good as that bad album i'll take it Mm -hmm. because that's still that band (laughs) making another album you know so it's like i kind of look at some of that stuff that way you know it's like oh yeah i'll fucking take it because it actually happened yeah you know Mm -hmm. but yeah and then i don't know just like not really like knowing what to get into or watch you know sometimes just like lauren works overnight the hospital on friday so Mm -hmm. i'll try to watch something and not get that invested in it because I might only be watching it one night a week. And so yeah. I tried to watch yeah. like Black Lightning and I was like, not I can't get into it. a lot of the the superhero TV film adaptions and, you know, stuff. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's that's really like every once in a while I'll try to watch like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're like, what? What is this? Ooh, yeah, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So like on that topic. I did hear good things about the Ghost Rider stuff. So we like forced our way up mm-hmm. to the Ghost Rider stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, there are some really good episodes that I do like. And, and it's so weird because you're the, you just wish like from that perspective, you're like, why can't they just get who was ever in charge of these really good episodes to do all of them? <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like, it's just some real yeah. standout episodes, like where you're just like, that was really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. The latest season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Uh-huh. Didn't love it. A lot of throwaway yeah. episodes. But um, I would say, so I've watched through all of the Marvel shows. Oh, okay. I, me and my partner a while back uh, watched through the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological release oh, date wild. order, oh. including including movies, shows, and some YouTube clips. <laughs> so, oh, amazing. Um, God. So I've watched all of it. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually became one of my favorite shows of any mm-hmm. show, uh, Marvel or not. But you have to get, yeah, first of all, have to get past the first nine episodes. Because after the ninth episode takes a turn, then it's like the best show for a while. But then, yeah, it fell off in the most recent season. And kind of sad. I mean, how long can you keep something going? It is on like season 10 yeah, or something. Wild. So, But um, as far as like, if we're just talking superhero shows, and I personally am specifically talking Marvel shows because I've seen them all, and that's my biggest wealth of mm-hmm. knowledge on superhero shows. Jessica Jones, have you watched that? Yeah, yeah, I watched them. Love Jessica Jones. Uh, Luke Cage season yeah. one yeah, was good. season one. I liked season, it a lot. Season, season two yeah. kind of fell off. Other ones, uh, I'd probably not recommend <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I, I liked Agent Carter too, but I really love the actress who plays Agent Carter. So I might be biased on loving the show Agent mm-hmm. Carter. 
other than that, I can't recommend any of the Marvel <laughs> shows, <laughs> even though I've watched so many seasons of so many <laughs> shows of them. Can't recommend it. Um, but I did like Lock and Key, yeah. too. I found that yeah. show really enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about the comics, though, so I don't have like yeah. anything to compare it to like you do. But uh, yeah, I did. I started that show as just like whatever, throw something mm-hmm. on while I'm doing something, and and got sucked in, and then I was like really. It's into a it. super interesting and like pretty original premise, you know. Yeah. You know, you can't see a lot of that stuff coming. You know, like even after you like know, mm-hmm. oh, this is what that means. Like you're just like mm-hmm. W- the mm-hmm. the ideas are still fresh. Like and it's kind of scary too. Oh, like, the, sometimes. Yeah, like, they that surprised me. They toned some of it down, like for the show. Like it's pretty over the top in the graphic novels. So some of the like violence and stuff really it's still it's done really well i mean it's it's in my top five like comic series like favorite of all time so that's Hell awesome yeah. i i recommend the series like a lot it's good it's on netflix and everybody yeah. has netflix let's see i've been watching well so i was watching veep Hell yeah but i've stopped watching veep hell now. no <laughs> um so here's the thing with veep i had started watching it from the yeah. beginning because i was not like a follower even though it's been on for like 10 years and like in one of the earlier seasons they had like a storyline with Patton oswald oh uh, sure yep you know exactly yep. what i'm talking about He's like a sexual harasser mm-hmm. and it was a bad like uncomfortable storyline did not care for it but um it you know that storyline ended his character was off the show for a mm-hmm. long time I was like great that's out of the way I got like 3 seasons in between here and there so I get to season 7 and boy did they bring it back Yeah they really <laughs> do it's not great Uh so I was trying to be like okay it was like it was real it was like season 2 or yeah. something where he was first, like, he sexually harasses one of the guys on the show. And they, like, show it uh, (laughs) happening a lot of times. So I was like, okay, you know, this is 2012. You know, Me Too hadn't happened yet. You know, it's a different time uh, i don't know like maybe i'll just try and get that's through. how i rationalize I was like, initially, it for myself yeah yeah but once you get to season seven which just happened and they're doing it again and they're also making like woody allen jokes yeah. and i was like i just yeah. i think yeah. i'm out so i stopped that's fair. stopped watching i understand it. i don't i don't like that storyline i don't think it's funny um they make a lot of jokes about it and i just don't think yeah. it's funny um, so stopped watching that show oh, I understand. <laughs> and I started watching a show, which was maybe equally as terrible, <laughs> uh, which was America's next top model oh my God. season 11. <laughs> <laughs> my friend talked me into getting back into the last episode that we did. We were talking about reality TV that yeah. we liked, and I can't believe I didn't mention America's next top model. Cause I have watched like almost every Lindsay season loves that show. of that. Yeah. yeah. So season 11 was the first season that they had a trans woman on yeah. and Wow, was that (laughs) handled poorly in 2010 or whenever that season came out. Lindsay told me about this. Oh boy, it is really rough and I actually stopped watching that too. Jesus, just watch. (laughs) You got to go back to your, you got to do what I did. You got to go to your home show. You you ventured out and you you got some bad taste. You got to go back. (laughs) I know. Freaking well, I thought America's Next Top Model would be like a home Queer show, but then I picked the wrong season. You know what? I did watch earlier today, Queer as Folk did a big fundraiser reunion because it's the 20 year reunion of Queer as Folk yeah. this year. And they did, they YouTube live streamed uh, a bunch of the cast 
getting back together and just you know talking about stuff and i did watch that for like four hell yes yeah. that's what i'm saying <laughs> I love Queer as Folk. It's no secret. That show has its problems too, but it also did a lot of good. So sure. I think the good outweighs the bad on that one. Um, anyway, so that's basically what I've been watching. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can't really recommend any of it besides Queer as Folk. Hey, watch Queer as Folk. That's a good show. <laughs> All right. Any more thoughts, y'all? I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, wiped. No more thoughts. We're thought, thought it out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, Sean, do you have anything you'd like to plug? We're on the plug section now. Well, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's always something, it. I guess. Um, I haven't made a big thing about this or anything, um, but um, uh, June 1st is the 10-year anniversary of the first Coma Regalia release, and we are releasing our fifth LP on that date. Whoa. Um so Hell yeah yeah and it, the title is still tentative even though it's like one month from now it's gonna the, <laughs> hey that's 30 days baby yeah i mean you know the record is done and uh you know but uh Hell yeah. sometimes i just have to let it ride down to the wire you know let it marinate yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i feel that hell yeah. um hell yeah so check that album out uh anything else no i mean um like you said the plague walker album just came out and um i've been doing the um podcast with just like people from the diy scene and uh you mm -hmm. know doing lots of um music projects but you know just like lots of them so uh hell middleman yeah. records yeah. band camp <laughs> you do and, you uh, put out more music than like should be physically humanly yeah. possible <laughs> So <laughs> it's truly just incredible. Just gotta not sleep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sleep yeah, and just, only rock. Just do that. Hell yeah! So all of Sean's stuff is available on the Middleman Records Bandcamp. Is it just Middleman Records that Bandcamp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! So go there first Friday of the next two months. They're doing where Bandcamp's donating a hundred percent of profits to the artists. Mm -hmm. So spend cash money on Middleman Records at Bandcamp .com and support my pal uh, and everyone's hero, Sean Decker. <laughs> oh, you. Um, <laughs> any more plugs? Was that, that's it? Oh, no, thank you. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah, no problem. So we want to plug um, thanking Thin mm -hmm. Swimmer for our theme song. He also has a band camp, thinswimmer.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, all the things, at Screen Vomit, one word, on all the things. Subscribe to us on your podcast app. Um, you can also send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com if you like with your thoughts on this movie or other movies. You can also send us movie suggestions because it's looking like we're going to be watching Oy. movies in our homes for a yep. bit here. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.